Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show coming to you from within a quarantine zone. Probably not. Actually, every podcast is. I'm Sebastian. We're not special. No one's special. I'm certainly not special, and I'm Andy Schossler. Nor am I special, but uh, here we are. I am coming to you live from the spare room of my apartment via the magic of Facebook Messenger. Which is holding out very well. Like It really is. I don't want to, Zuckerberg does not need our backing, but this has been, we did four episodes at once and this call has not dropped throughout all of them. I know I should, yeah. I'm jinxing this last time, last last episode being recorded, yeah. but like this has been a continuous stream for almost three hours on Facebook Messenger. I normally, I've called drops after like two minutes normally. So that's <laughs> fucking great. Oh my God. So before we get into actual fun topics, <laughs> everyone, I want one bold prediction for where you think the world sits at the time of this release, because I'm going to be queuing this up. Come, you know, hell or high water. This episode goes up whether the world ended or not in the next I two was, weeks. I was as surprised as everybody else when the announcement came that Belgium was sinking. Yeah. It was a bold move to put out all the fires because, you know, Belgium caught fire after all the earthquakes, mm. um, you know, that ruptured all the gas mains because Europe stupidly went to gas instead of burning nice, clean oil everywhere <laughs> so the whole place was on fire and you know brussels response was well let's just you know cut our ties with the rest of europe and we'll sink belgium and put out the fires that way it was yeah it was incredible news i'll always remember where i was that day that the whole earth sneezed at once <laughs> i instantly coursed <laughs> the 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 shake, the sonic boom surrounding the globe, coming from multiple sides and culminating. I, I just, I, I think this is a story. I'll be, I'll be lucky to tell my grandkids. Did you say culminating? <laughs> culminating. I like that. Culminating and coalescing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Culminating. I really like that. Good. I have this I, on purpose. That's why. I really like that. Culminating. Yep. That's that we'll go on with. Well done, Seth, giving the people at the Oxford <laughs> Dictionary work in this in this difficult time. Oh, Jordan, what was the worst part of the last two weeks for you? Uh, the fact that I am presently coming to you from beyond the grave. I am dead. <laughs> well done. He got out, everybody. <laughs> it's worth saying then, I do need to give Facebook Messenger a bit more props than earlier. <laughs> Um, God, that's pretty good. I mean, 
it's, it's Twitter that goes around and deletes dead people's accounts, right? But Facebook doesn't. You can just change a Facebook account to I'm a not deceased so sure, account. Because I know Twitter does inactivity after a certain period, but now you can, I think maybe now they got annoyed, people got annoyed that were <laughs> How on so, earth do I still have a Twitter account? You then? might not. I'm, I'm, I'm for all intents and purposes dead as far as, as Twitter is concerned. <laughs> You've just been like spruiking this man in Belgium's Twitter. <laughs> not that it matters anymore because he's dead. <laughs> because of the sinking, not because of the virus. <laughs> oh, good God. All right, well, if you are joining us for the first time, um, we normally, in a variety hour, you know, we've all gone off, consumed some bit of pop culture, whether it be you know, a game, a book, a movie, a, a dog, whatever. Um, don't consume dogs. And, um, you know, we bring it and have a bit of a chat about whether it was good or bad. It's just that, unfortunately, the last three episodes have been really um, quarantine-focused. Um, but, you know, them's the breaks, I guess. Um, what are we all talking about today, though? I've had a lot of time. I don't have the luxury of working at the moment. Nobody is calling up and needing bus drivers. Patreon.com slash second take. <laughs> All proceeds in the immediate future will go to support Andrew and his family. Uh, so I've had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I spent last week watching TV. This week I've been playing video games. Yep. Computer games. Interesting. For, for, the, for the modern lingo. Ooh. I um, have been watching a bunch of Steven Universe. I was put onto it by some friends because I had... um. I had watched and finished Gravity Falls and I wanted a show that was similar and unfortunately there are no similar shows, but they put me onto this because they liked both of them and I'm a three seasons deep at the moment, which means a lot more than it does because the first season has 50 odd episodes. They are 10 minute episodes, but oh, they're like 10 to 15 minute episodes, but 50 episodes for season one was weird. Then they go down to like 20 odd, like a normal TV show. Um, but that's what I've been doing. What about you, Jordan? Um, man, I've just been spending my time watching a lot of movies and TV shows, just like just about everyone else. I think there's literally nothing else to do when you can't go outside. Um, so earlier today, I, again, another one of the movies that's just been like dropped on VOD early because of like the virus, uh, which the movie that maybe we're not too far away from in the current climate was a movie called The Hunt, uh, which was, I really, really enjoyed. Okay. You have to tell us about that one. Um, up on that note, watching oh, movies that are a bit too bloody close, um, it's it's a mini series, but my wife was probably trying to watch Stephen King's The Stand about how like everyone's been oh, raptured yeah. and there's just dickheads left, and I was like, is that a little bit? Don't you want to watch something like I'm not Stephen King right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> especially the world feels a little bit too Stephen King at the minute. A little bit, eh? Well, it started us off then. So you've been watching The Hunt, was it? Yeah, it's called The Hunt. Um, it was meant to come out like mid last year, but it actually got like delayed and pushed back. Not because of uh, any virus, but because uh, Donald Trump actually tweeted about it, saying that it was uh, created by the Hollywood elite to inflame and cause chaos. So they uh, just sort of shelved it for a while. Wait, what is um, it about? Essentially, so it's um, basically a movie about a group of, uh, I guess, like elite who uh, kidnap and take out the take out the elite, like I guess, like just sort of you know regular Joes or like poor people. And basically, just take them out to this bigger state to to hunt them. So, like, you know, the the greatest game or whatever whatever hunting humans is referred to. Um, and it's sort of um, it does have a lot of like kind of political like undertones. So it's a bit of um, I guess like a bit of a is it like it does have tones of like being like sort of liberals versus conservatives. Um, and so that I guess is kind of where it all kind of stemmed from. 
And like when it was originally going out, it yeah just got shelved because Donald Trump tweeted about it and was yeah just sort of seemed to think that it was going to ignite some kind of chaos. But it's it's really not that. Like it's really it's a silly movie. Like it's one of those kind of horror like action movies that has a bit of like um I guess like the Cabin in the Woods or like the Belco experiment where it's like yeah like this is what's happening, but it's like very kind of tongue in cheek and like almost a bit of a satire. Um, so I, I can kind of see the concern like initially, but then when you actually watch the movie, you're like, oh, this is just like a dumb, like fun movie. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It's um, obviously yeah, a lot of like sort of social and political themes kind of throughout it, which I guess you get, you get a lot in like sort of horror these days, especially like stuff like through Blumhouse, which I'm pretty sure this was through. Um, yeah, they're yeah, pretty Blumhouse. on top of all that sort of stuff. Actually, Red, um, Red yeah, it's really, really fun. I was going to say Red, Red Letter Media in their latest um, Half in the Bag episode, they talk a lot about uh, Blumhouse uh, films. Uh, yeah, they're um, pretty hit and miss, but they've got some really good ones, especially over the last couple of years, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Between them and like A24, they've probably been the best, best sort of studios that you've got horror movies coming out of at the moment. I feel like I've heard this exact movie pitch before, but it was for an old movie. Yeah, it might be kind of based off of something like when I was looking into it I saw um there was a couple of movies that kind of popped up as like kind of what it would be I guess kind of inspired by I think there was like a movie maybe in like the 30s or something called like the most dangerous game or something along those lines no I remember there being a horror movie very similar specifically about a bunch of um people hunting conservatives and it was like a like a dinner party Mm. scene a a movie like set like kind of like oh yeah yeah that's um that is Oh, I'm trying to Google called. it, but the um, hunt's bloody keeps coming up. That's the problem. I'm trying to like yeah. a movie about hunting Republicans. And it's like, you mean the hunt? I'm like, no, the other one. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know whether or not that one was, oh, actually, no, I'm thinking of, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was one where like this girl gets like, gets married and like the, she marries into the family and like the family is really messed up and do like a, a oh, type um, of thing. Maybe yes. that's the one you're thinking of. No, it's not that one. That was a, that one that came out like no. within the last year. That's is that hide yeah. and seek. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe it's not hide and seek. But she yeah goes to marry into this family, and it's not hide and yeah, seek. Yeah, yeah, that's that's completely wrong. Um, but they they the family is into this cult, and they draw some cards, and they get to play this game of hide and seek, and they don't tell her that what they find out they're going to kill her, and they have to yeah, they have to yeah, find and right. kill her before dawn, otherwise. They believe that the devil, who they or, or a demon that their family made a pact with to make them all wealthy, will come and harvest their souls if they don't do this. But they could have drawn another card, which would have meant the hunt didn't need to happen in this case. And right, but oh, freaking Zane actually recommended it to me. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing um like trailers and stuff for it. It's on my list of one of movies that I've been meaning to watch, and I'll probably get to it soon, given there's nothing else to do in the world. Yeah, I'll try to find his name for you while you guys continue because it, it. I watched a um, I watched a kill count on it actually. Um, you guys know the oh, yeah yeah um dead meat podcast. So yeah, yeah. Well, the YouTube they did a an episode on it. I'll have to just track it down through them then. Um, but yeah, it was really solid um looking film. But anyway, beside the point, how yeah. was was the hunt good though? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I like I do love oh. like sort of silly dumb horror movies, but like this one especially was, was yeah really really good. I thought it was really well done. It's like, Ready it's or Not, got, sorry, like, Ready or Not was the name of it. Uh, yeah, that that sounds familiar. Yeah, so um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. It's got um a pretty good cast as well, like a bunch of people that I like kind of enjoy. It's got um 
Spike um, Barinholtz, I think his last name is. He's like normally like a comedy guy. Like he's in like pretty much every like sort of big mainstream comedy you've seen in the last like 10 years. Um, he's in it, not for the, probably for only like maybe like the first like sort of quarter or so of the movie. Um, he's quite good. Um, Hilary Swank's in it. She's really good in it as well. Um, got uh, Ethan play as well. Um, you might all remember from My Name Is Elle. Uh, he's in it for a while. Oh, it's one yeah. of those movies that has like a bunch of um, yeah, like kind of good people in it, but obviously through the nature of the film, they just kind of drop off pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, he's he's quite good. He plays like a um, a bit of like a conspiracy nut. Because um, I guess like the whole idea of the like group, the elite that have like captured or brought the people there is that the people that have been chosen were all like people that were kind of onto them. Um, so the guy being a big sort of conspiracy nut, like you'd heard all about it. I think they call it like um, Mana Gate or something that was called. Like when, yeah, people were kind of starting to get wise to what they were doing and like that's kind of why they were picked. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Um, not like, you know, over the top amazing or anything like that, but if you like movies that have like a bit of a, a kind of dark humor and, you know, like kind of those sort of social and political undertones, I would like probably say it's very, very similar to Cabin in the Woods in that regard. Um, which is another another great movie, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's on, I think you can should be on like iTunes and stuff. Like now, it's just been released on demand. I downloaded it like a, a little pirate, but I believe it'll be on the iTunes store or something like that. Sweet, um, yeah, definitely worth checking out if you, if that's kind of your kind of movie. Is it your type of movie, Andrew? No, I generally don't like horrors and thrillers like that. Yeah, uh, like unless there's <clears throat> unless there's a reason behind why they're going like. Okay, it's it's fine if I'm if I happen to be watching one of those, I can I can get on board if it's genuinely thrilling, and for the most part they they usually are. There's just nothing that gets me thinking. Oh, I'd really like to see that. And Logan's never, Run, Logan's uh, Run, yeah, Logan's Run is good. <laughs> uh, I never I never initiate those films. Yeah, it's it's a very unique genre. I mean, it, obviously it's a subgenre, mm. sorry, thriller, but then there's like specifically hunt movies in that sense. Um, and they're interesting, but only because like a hunt movie from a different angle is a slasher film. Like that, it's a serial, yeah. it's a killer coming after, yeah. but I guess who you change, who you kind of follow really maps perspective in that sense. Um, like, I mean, to be the theory, there's a different take you could do of um, Hot Fuzz that would make it akin to a hunt yeah, film in sure. that way too. Different, I know, but you see my point? But yeah, okay. Like Get Out is not a film that I would have ever gone to see off my own back. You liked it though? I'm glad I did because it is terrific. Fantastic movie, yeah. All right, well, Andrew, what did you want to talk about today? Well, again, I don't really have much to say. I've had uh, rotten luck this last (laughs) last couple of weeks. Um, I'd exhausted my library on on Steam of games that I wanted to play um, and noticed that I had one that I hadn't ever touched. I think I must have got it on special or gifted from a friend or something. Uh, Europa Universalis 4, which is this grand strategy game um, akin to, you know, the Total War series? Like, I think it started with Shogun. Oh, was, I know the name. I can't picture it, but yeah. So you, you, you just have a map. Uh, I mean, Shogun started off with just a map of Japan, and you've got a little bit of Japanese history in there as well, but you essentially take on the reins of the head of one family and the objective of, of the game is to dominate the whole of Japan. Okay. Um, the game has a has a strategy level, and then there's actual battlefield uh, work as well. It looks like yeah. Risk. Yeah, but with um, you, in 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 the Total War series anyway, you you get the battlefield um tactics as well. We actually moving pawns around and 
they're doing battle and all that is animated quite beautifully. Okay. Uh, and many, many titles in, in that series. Uh, Univer- Europa Universalis 4 seemed like a more sophisticated version of that. I had what, what, what got me onto it was um, the latest episode of The Spiffing Brit, which I talked about a few weeks ago, uh, who finds mm-hmm. game exploits. He found a game exploit in um, <laughs> Europa Universalis 4 uh, about Japan, um, where if you tweak the starting date on it, you essentially don't get all the clans fighting amongst themselves and you can just build up a huge army okay. um, very easily and send it off and conquer China you know, like within a few decades. It's ridiculously quick. Uh, it, I'm looking at gameplay footage now as you're talking. It does look like a very... It took me... Like th- Risk, it honestly. It took me yeah. three hours to get through the tutorial. I still don't understand what all the buttons do and, and how all the functions work. It's so complicated. Yeah. So unnecessarily complicated because you can literally run every single province at every single level of government and you almost have to do that in order to play it properly. It's not fun. I'd, it sounds tedious, yeah. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. That and you know, putting about five or six hours into it and really going nowhere with it spurred me to just splash out uh, Medieval Total War, which is a game that, that I um, uh, played God, back when I was a teenager. It was, a, I think, the sequel to, to Shogun, and it, was, and it was based on Europe, not on Japan. Exactly the same thing. You get a nice map, strategy. Um, at, at, at the strategy level, every province you control what buildings are built, what units are built, uh, and you send, send them across the board. And again, the battlefield maps, we're actually playing all the... Soldiers are animated. It's oh, this beautiful. looks a lot better. I'm just looking at footage of that one. Yeah, it looks a lot more... E- I don't want to say easy, less tedious is what I want to say. Streamlined in a very good way. Yeah. Like, you can get too sophisticated and too complicated in, in computer games. And I think Rep Universalis 4 really crosses that that yeah. line. It's I'm sure it's great for the technical people that really like that, that tedium in games. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. There's nothing making me want to learn about it. Uh, but I splashed out the 15 bucks, got myself medieval, and I've already clocked like 10 or 15 hours on that in in the last week. I did buy two games in the last <laughs> fortnight, but I've only played half an hour of one of them because I'm a terrible human. I bought Civ- <laughs> um, Civilization Six yeah. because it went on sale for 20 bucks. Okay, nice. I like, so I did try that for a little bit. Um, Stick with it. Oh, no, I will. Yeah. I just, just more like, I it's just really didn't have time. Good. It's really good. But I also bought XCOM, the first one. Ooh. Um, XCOM, do you know do you know the premise? Or no, no. aliens I've, are attacking. I know, I know the title. Yeah, um, it's one of those games where you control like five or six different troops on a grid map. The opposition, the AI does doing its thing too. You have little submissions like you need to get to the certain spot before the aliens get there or get this okay. there. But the way it works is you've got your squad and they level up as time goes on, but they is, it's locked on permadeath. Uh-huh. So you don't want anyone to die. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so I can't critique it, but that's just the premise of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, XCOM 2 is out and it looks a lot nicer, but my research told me that there is actually a story that continues and it's not. Oh. So I just started with one. So cause I, was, I was like, it's, a, it's an RTS effectively. So, well, well a scaled down RTS with this much smaller group. But yeah, my research told me that the story would be lost on me. And I was like, well, if there's going to be a huge story, I'll just play one because it was like 15 bucks too. Um, but I've been watching Steven Universe. That's the actual thing I can speak about because I've been watching a lot of it. So it's done by... I've heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah, and it's not bad. It's done by Cartoon Network. Um, it's not part of their adult swim branding or anything like that. It's just a, it's made for kids, but 
it, once again, it's it's like a lot of other shows. It's emotionally very mature, so you don't feel like you're being spoken down to a lot. It is mm. definitely still for a younger audience, so you don't go in expecting it to be like fucking hardcore. Um, if you want something that is a bit more adult, I'd still stay. Yeah, stick to um. Oh, was that other show that I was watching that I really enjoyed? Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Yeah, Gravity Falls. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, so basically, the premise is that Steven Universe is the main character. His dad. There's these three. I guess they're they're technically women. They're called the Crystal Gems. Effectively, they come from a race of aliens in which all of them are based off gemstones. Um, and the these like th- the Powerpuff Girls. Oh no! <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> not even a little so. bit. Yeah. Um, so. Eventually, the, ba- the basic premise is Stephen's mum was the leader of these three crystal gems. She is gone. Um, she died giving birth to Stephen and kind of passed her powers onto him. So Stephen has a human dad and this crystal mother that's gone. The dad's there, but he's like, he's fine. Um, and it's kind of just about him slowly getting stronger and stronger and stronger, Goku Dragon Ball style, okay. to be able to assist the crystal gems with doing what they do, which is effectively defend the earth against all the bad gem creatures that come there and as of season three it's now branching hugely into why do these three and four the four of them disband from their society to come to earth Ah. and it's all fucking politics and shit it's actually actually quite nice from that aspect because it's about them turning away from and this is a kid's show yeah okay it's about them turning away from like this tyrannical um hierarchical gem-based government in which certain gems are like a slave class and other ones depending on what physical gem creates their being and stuff and it's and you know it's just interesting like the main character is just this pudgy little fat 14 year old boy and as i was watching i was like they've picked really unusual body types for this show like the main forecast like you've got this short fat kid who's your main lead um then the other three you got like drastically different body types between them so there's pearl who's like particularly skinny like if this was a human you would actually think that she was potentially anorexic um You've got Amethyst, Amethyst, who's this short, fat one as well. And you've got um, Garnet, who's this tall, big one that kind of feels like she's meant to be like the sub in for like your African-American sort of character. And all the characters throughout the entire thing are just showcasing these vastly different body types. And just watching going like, okay, I can see how for kids this would be quite nice because there's in a TV show, you normally just go like, here's a normal person, but everyone is so... They're all realistically proportioned, except for some of the gems, because they, they are supernatural beings. But everyone's realistically proportioned, but to the sense that they they don't look like caricatures, is what I'm trying to say. But they're kind of covering mm. all their bases. A lot of the characters, like the main character is a white male, but like the other main side characters, yeah. Um, she's, I, I believe she might be Indian or maybe Pakistani or something. And it's But it's never like in your face. We're, you know, we're, we're preaching about body shaming or we're preaching about race or anything like that. It's just like, no, nah, they're just all there. They're people. Continue on. And it's just watching it from that lens has been really nice. Um, the show itself is pretty much a fucking musical as well. Um, almost every episode oh, will really? have a, a fully original song in it um, for the most part. Um, I mean, you get a couple in a row that don't, but like the majority have one character singing or, or multiple singing. Um and yeah, it's just getting into it. I'm just getting into the part where it seems to be getting a bit more serious because they've had to go on a little rescue mission back to their home world. Um, so it's about them going through. Um, there's a lot of, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, especially because I haven't got the complete picture yet, but I'm enjoying it. The first season having 50 fucking episodes though, even though they were short, 
it just meant like there'd be a big reveal in one episode, but then they'd follow up on it in four episodes time. Whereas in the in season two and three, for example, because they've got like 20 odd episodes, if something big happens, you kind of get to follow that thread for the next couple of episodes rather than we're going to drop it because we have to you know, artificially extend <laughs> the series. So it was a challenge to get into it first, purely because I was just annoyed that they'd be like, cool, see you next time. And you just, you know, 40 minutes later, you'd get there. Um. Yeah, I know. That's not much more to say. It's colorful as fuck. It looks great. I was, I was saying I was, I was trying to pick the animation style, and I can't really. Yeah. I can't really think of anything that's that's close to it. Yeah, it's. It feels kind of like Japanese inspired in some aspects, but other times it looks very clean cut and very like a US anime. Yeah. It's but it's good. I, I I'm having a good time with it. Um, apparently the ending is terrible though, or it just isn't as good. So, but that's, I've still two and a half seasons away from that being my problem. And maybe I'll like it. I like how much your mother's ending. So, um, I might, maybe I just have bad taste and I'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, you have bad taste. All right, sir. I'm not convinced. Um, is there anything else you guys want to have a bit of a chat about then before we wrap up? No, it's been, it's been a dull couple of weeks. Um, to be honest, no huge announcements. Nothing has really Happened of, of interest in the world in the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty quiet. Yep. Yep. No news to report. <laughs> of course, we'll be back on Monday, assuming the world hasn't ended. And um, <laughs> with more wrestling, there's a good reason for the world not to end. We're going to talk about two wrestling films next fortnight. I'm so excited. <laughs> Isn't it great, Andrew? Uh, May we hope that the universe as we know it is still here in two weeks so we can discuss those brilliant pieces of cinema. I'm genuinely really excited to get to actually break down The Wrestler. I haven't seen it for a, a, for yeah, a long time. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it as well. I hope it's, um, I hope it's as genuinely fucking good as I remember. Yeah. Well, it got him an Oscar or at least a nomination for it. So it mm. resurrected, it literally, it definitely resurrected Mickey Rourke's career. So oh, yeah, absolutely. If it wasn't for The Wrestler, we wouldn't have had him in Iron Man 2. <laughs> that's what that's <laughs> I've learned. Wouldn't have had him in that. And then, not much else that I can recall. Yep, that's mm. pretty much it. Awesome. Uh, well, quick socials and we'll go. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. And if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. And where do we tweet you, Jordan? You can tweet me at Jordan MSPP. And you can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Second Take. Uh, you can tweet me at Bastion underscore James. I can do this, Andrew. I can do this. You can tweet Andrew at A.S. Schossler. Assuming that he's, they don't think his account's dead. <laughs> you can try. As I say, <laughs> I think it's a live address. I don't even know. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> out. Um, and Alex's is in the show notes. Um, you can jump onto our website, secondtakepodcast.com for a bunch of content while you've been isolated. Um, we do also have an email address if you have any questions or anything, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash take. Um, yep. Well, like I said, world doesn't end. We'll be back on Monday. World does end. Uh, you may have to wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. Say goodbye to Bill. Got to wait for the resurrection. Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. (laughs) Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugera people. 
Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.